This is the New Life Rancho Vista podcast. We are a church committed to loving God, growing together, and serving others. Our prayer and desire is that this message from our campus pastor, Peter Moore, will be a help and an encouragement to you, regardless of where you are in your relationship with Jesus. So let's open our hearts and minds as we turn our attention to the incredible truths God has for us today. Once again, welcome to New Life, and uh, thankful that all of you are in your places. And uh, this morning, I don't have a title for the message. I know Pastor Moore usually has a really cool title. I don't have a title. And uh, so don't, 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 don't make fun of me. Don't, don't judge me. But rather, I have a proposition for you. Proposition. In other words, a question. Here's the question. Are you desperate? For him. Let me say that again. Are you desperate for him? As we enter into 2020, are you desperate to have God present in your life? I want you to take that question And not just let it go from one side of your ear to the other, but I want you to use that question and ask God to diagnose our hearts this morning. God, am I desperate for you? Why don't we say it together? You ready? It's on the the screen here on three. One, two, three. Are you desperate for him? Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, are you desperate for him? See, oftentimes when we talk about desperateness, or desperation, I think we would all agree there's often a negative connotation that goes with it. Would you guys agree? Right? Maybe when you think of desperateness, you think of that individual who maybe is strung up on drugs. Uh, I used to live in Vegas in the neighborhood that I lived in. Man, drugs was, was everywhere. Maybe when you think of desperateness, you think of that teenager or that young person who is desperate for drugs. I mean, literally, they'll throw everything down the drain. I mean, their friends, Ricardo, their family, everything that they have, Sean, I mean, they'll throw it all down the tube simply for the next fix, only to regret it later. Maybe when you think of desperateness, you can't help but think of a person who's in a desperate situation. Uh, Maybe they're homeless. Maybe uh, they need a job. They're willing to do anything to put food on the table, willing to do anything to take care of their family. Here you go, once again, they're desperate. Maybe when you think of desperateness, Uh, Maybe you think of that person who is desperate to be in a relationship. Raise your hand if you're sitting next to somebody like that. Where's the young people at? Oh, man, put your hands down. Put your hands down. Desperateness. Yeah, we, we, all right, yeah, some people need some help back there. You see, there's often a negative connotation that goes with the word desperateness. But this morning, I want you to see desperation in a different light. Because the matter of the fact is, is desperateness is a much-needed ingredient in the life of a believer if they desire for God to work. Let me say that again. If you want to see God work in your life in 2020, if you want to see him work in your life and through your life, the way that he's designed it, you've got to start getting desperate. So I want to ask you this morning, ask yourself this morning, are you desperate to have God present in your life. Look, 
God has some amazing things in store for you in 2020. If you believe that, would you say amen? amen. Say it a little bit more convinced. If you believe that, would you say amen? amen. But look, it's not going to happen until you start getting desperate for him. Hey, fathers and mothers, God has some amazing things in store for your family. But it's not going to happen until you start getting desperate for him. Look, maybe in 2019, you were struggling with some habits, some addictions, and man, you're chained to it. And in 2020, you're, you're sure you're going to have victory, but it's not going to happen until you start getting desperate for him. Look, we live in a dark generation. I turn on the news, and man, it's sad what's going on. But look, Jesus has called us to be a light in our generation, but we'll never make an impact until we start becoming desperate for him. So question for us this morning. Are you Desperate to have God present in your life. Let God sink in. Really, really diagnose your heart this morning. Are you desperate to have God present in your life? When I think of desperate people uh, in the Bible, I can't help but think of David. David was the sweet psalmist of Israel. David was the man who booked or, or who penned the book of Psalms. He was the one that God said, man, this is a man after my own heart. When we come to Psalm 63, you find this. You find a man who wanted nothing in life but one thing. Here it is. He wanted God. David was desperate for God. Would you read it? Would you look at it with me? Psalm 63. Oh, God. Thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. Here you go. If you have a Bible, you want to highlight this. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In other words, this is what David was saying. God, I'm so thirsty for you. God, my flesh longs for you. God, there's nothing that I want more in this world. Hey, you know what? I could be rich. I, I could have successes. I could have mansions. But God, there's none of that is, is as great and good as when I have you. God, I am desperate for you. David wanted God. David said, God, I want you. God, I'm thirsty for you. God, my flesh longs for you. There's nothing in this world that I want more than to have you present in my life. Look what he continues to say on. My soul thirsted for thee, O God. My flesh longeth for thee. Watch this. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You know, you know why David was desperate for God? Here you go. David said, God, I'm thirsty for you. I'm hungry for you. I got to have you present in my life. Why? Because I live in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You know what David was saying? In other words, what David was saying, Rakaia, is God, there's no amount of riches, there's no amount of things that this world can give me that can satisfy my soul. Because God, at the end of the day, I could be rich, I could be successful, I could be a great leader, but God, if I don't have you, then I am nothing. Because God, at the end of the day, these things that are temporal will not matter when in eternity sight. And if I could just pause there, if I could encourage somebody here this morning, God is everything and all that you need. Look, 
in 2020, I'm sure that all of us here have goals. Hey, maybe goals for our personal life. Hey, maybe goals for our workplaces. Hey, maybe goals for our family. Hey, look, and all those things are great, but at the end of the day, God is enough. Let me say that again. God is enough. No wonder why Jesus said, hey, if you're hungry, come to me and you'll never hunger again. If you're thankful for that, would you say amen? Jesus said that if you're thirsty, that, hey, I have an everlasting water where you'll never be thirsty again. If you're thankful for that, would you say amen? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know what God promises to every single person in this room? That, hey, he wants to give you life and life more abundant. Why? Because God is enough. And New Life family, as you enter into 2020, reach for your goals. Man, you know what? Do better in your life. But realize this. God is all that you need, and God is enough. David was desperate for God. Question for you this morning, are you desperate to have him present in your life? As you go into 2020, a brand new year, are you desperate to have him show up? Well, what was it about God that David was so desperate after? He said, God, I'm thirsty for you. God, God, I'm hungry for you. And God, you're enough. But what was it about God that David was so desperate after? And what is it about God that you and I need to be desperate after? Well, here in Psalm 63, he tells us exactly what he was desperate for. Would you look at it once again? Oh, God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power. Everyone say power. David was desperate to have God's power on his life. You see, when we meet David as a young little shepherd boy, just as a teenager maybe 13, 14 years old, even at a very young age, and as God continues to bless him as he becomes a great leader, and really till the end of his life, Leslie, you find a man who was desperate to have God's power upon his life. You see, David realized that success and victory and being prosperous was not going to happen because he had something to offer. It wasn't going to happen through his own strength. It wasn't going to happen because he was talented or had abilities. David realized in Psalm 63 that, you know what? If I am going to be victorious, if I'm going to be the man that God has called me to be in my generation, it's not going to be done through my own strength. It's going to be done because he empowers me. You see, David knew that he needed God's power. And if I could just declare this to every single individual in this room. Just as David needed God's power, you and I need God's power. Hiro, you need God's power. Madeline, you need God's power. Teens in the back, you need God's power. Section back here, you need God's power. Look, if we want to make a difference in this generation, it's not going to be because we're talented or because we have something to offer. It's going to be done through his power. 
Look, if we're going to make an impact in our communities, make an impact around the people that we know that God wants us to reach, it's not going to be done through our own power. It's going to be because God empowers us. You realize this morning when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit moves in. And if I could say this without any disrespect, the Holy Spirit doesn't move into your life just to hang out or chill. He comes in your life so he can guide you. He comes in your life so he can give you wisdom. Hey, he comes in your life when you're weary. He can be strong. Hey, when you want to give up, he wants to be your rock. Hey, that's why he lives within you. Why? Because he wants to empower you. Look, he wants you to be a victorious father. Hey, he wants to empower you. Hey, for the teens in here, hey, he wants you to be a light in your school, but it's going to be done through his power. Look, we need God's power. Uh, when I think of another man who was desperate for God's power, I can't help but think of Moses. You guys remember Moses? Moses, God had called him to such a great mission. And let me just say this, God has a great mission for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? You were born on purpose for a purpose. God has a special plan for you. And God called Moses to lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. Now, the promised land was going to be sweet. It was going to be dope, all right? It was going to be lit, as the teens would say. Look, this place was going to be flowing with milk and honey, and I don't know about you, I love strawberry milk. Anybody else weird like me love strawberry milk? Let's get some strawberry milk off the church. I'll find you. Man, this place was going to be awesome. And God said, Moses, I, I got a special mission for you. I want you to lead the nation of Egypt, or the nation of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. And, and you guys remember what Moses' response was? But God, I can't. God said, I gave you that tongue. I could help you. Uh, God, I can't. I'm not talented. God, I, I can't. Moses, it's not about what you have to offer. I'm going to empower you. And remember, God calls Moses. Man, God sets the nation of Israel free, and they're on their way to the place of strawberry milk and honey. <laughs> but do you guys remember the story? Halfway through their journey, they start complaining. Raise your hand if you're sitting next to a complainer. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> and they started complaining. They said, God, why did you leave us in this desert? All we're eating is, I don't know what they're eating, but it wasn't very good. And we then find that Moses goes up to the mountain to get some instruction, to spend some time with, with God, and while he's out in the mountain, the nation of Israel, literally, they're like, hey, you know what, forget about this. It's not worth it. Let's go back to the place that we were chained. And literally, one by one, the leaders of the nation of Israel went from family to family and said, hey, give us your gold. Hey, that's a nice chain, bro. Give me that chain. Hey, those are nice earrings. Give me those earrings. They literally took all the gold and earrings and all the things that those people had as gold and they put it in a pile and they started to melt it together and they melted it into a golden calf and one by one the nation of Israel fell into their knees into that golden calf and God was in heaven looking down and he was stirred he said I can't believe this I just let these people free and 
Look at them. They're, they're an abomination. They're serving a false idol. And, and you know what, Moses? I'm going to consume them. I'm not going to bring them over to the nation of, of Canaan. You know what? I'm going to consume them. But Moses is like, no, 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 no. God, that wasn't your plan. God, you promised that you were going to bring your people to the promised land flowing with milk and honey. And we find that because Moses interceded on the behalf of Israel, God says, okay, I'll forgive them. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you guys, but this is literally what his words is, but I'm not going to go. Uh-oh. He said, this is what I'm going to do for you, Moses. Moses, I will still give you guys the promised land, but I'm not going. Instead, I'm going to send you one of my angels. And this angel, you know what? He's going to guide you guys. He's going to direct you guys. And you know what? He's going to help you when you have enemies. You guys are going to wipe them out because this angel is going to help you. But Moses, I am not going. Moses is like, huh? Now, I don't know about you guys. Wouldn't you guys say that's a pretty sweet deal still? Wouldn't you guys say still have victory, have a beast angel man protecting you? Wouldn't you guys say that's a pretty awesome deal? But this is what Moses says. Nope, 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 nope. God, that's not how it's going to work. Because God, unless you go with us, unless you empower me, then I don't want to go. No, I don't know about you. If I were Moses, I was like, yeah, give me an angel. Give me two. Give me three. But you know what? We're going to be victorious. But Moses said, hey, I'm not content with that, God, because I want your power. And literally what his words were, Christian, if thy presence Go not with me. In other words, if you don't empower me, then I don't want to go. And I hope to God that in 2020, that there would be some people in this room that will cry out like Moses and say, God, I don't want to go into 2020 unless you empower me. I wonder if there would be some dads and moms here in this room. Maybe you know that your relationship with your spouse is not where it should be. Or maybe your teens are maybe rebelling against the Lord. And maybe this morning you would cry out before God and say, God, I don't want to go into 2020 unless you empower me. I wonder where the young people, the college-age students, the teens, the young people in this room that will say, God, I know you've called me to be a light, but unless you go with me, then I don't want to go. We need God's power. Did you realize that God is still omnipotent? He's still all-powerful. God is far from being done working in your life and through your life. But mark it down. You and I will never see God work the way that he desires to work in our lives and through our lives until we start getting desperate. No wonder why God says it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. I love the promise that he gives in Philippians 4.13. Most of you guys know it, that I, that means you. I can do all things, all things, all right, through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Man, I love, the, I love the promise that if we lean upon the Lord, he will empower us. Look, the Christian life was never meant for you to do in your own strength. The Christian life was never meant to be navigated through your own wisdom. You know what God says to the person that trusts in their ability, their talents, their strength? Literally, this is what God's words are. He is 
cursed. Why? When you trust on your own, you're headed for destruction. A couple months ago, I had the privilege to preach in Philadelphia. Anyone been to Philadelphia? And we got a couple. They have awesome Philly steak sandwiches, okay? If you go, get a Philly steak sandwich. I'll pay for it. Man, it was awesome. And I got to preach for a teen winter retreat. And man, I loved every moment of it. And, um, and let me just say this, man. I love preaching to their teens, but there ain't no teens. Like New Life teens, can I get a witness? Woo. Well, where are my teens at? I love their teens, but there ain't no teens like New Life teens. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Meet me after church. <laughs> On Sunday, I had the privilege to preach to their people. And man, it was awesome. But there ain't, church, there ain't no church family like New Life Church family. Can I get a witness? <laughs> there ain't no church family like New Life Church family. Can I get a witness? <laughs> man, it was awesome. Uh, but one of the things that we would do after the sessions, after I was done preaching, we would have free time. And one of the days, um, we went to a butcher shop. Like, what in the world, Joe? What kind of teen camp did you go to? You guys went to a butcher shop to play? No, check it out. So a couple years back, this camp purchased this butcher shop and literally turned it into a playground for teens. I mean, teens, talk about a basketball court, tennis court, I mean, a rock climbing wall. Man, it was awesome. But there was one part of the butcher shop that all the teens were drawn to. And the guys would know why. It was the workout room, right? And man, there was such a great crowd. Man, all the senior guys, man, they were pumping the iron, trying to show off. And you know, I was kind of drawn to the crowd, so I went over as well. Man, what's going on? Man, literally, went ev everyone went over to the workout section. And man, I kind of just drifted in the back because I didn't want to get called out. Like, hey, Pastor Joe, can you, can you, can you bench press too? No, I can't. <laughs> I want to be humble. I don't want to show off. Can I get away? <laughs> but there was this one teen, Rakaya, and uh, Rakaya works with her teens. I mean, this teen, he was not buff. He was scrawny, like me. But man, he wanted to impress the girls. He wanted to impress his pastor. So he went over to the bench press. Now, this was one of those old school bench presses where there was a lever, and as you raise the lever the heavier you would get well he started off light and his name was billy he said all right guys put me on 50 pounds and man he he took a big breath man wiggled his knees and man with all that he had he went oh and man the crowd went wild <laughs> yeah what <laughs> well then he's like well put some more on boys and so he he put it a little strong you know he he he, he, he put some more waves, probably 70. Man, he did it again. Ugh! Billy did it again. Everyone went wild. Well, started getting heavier. And, and it got to about, I think, 150. Pretty strong for a scrawny kid, huh? And man, he was nervous, but he knew he had to impress the ladies. <laughs> so, man, he got loose. Man, it was silent. I was like, man, this is going to be hilarious. Ricardo, man, he got up like this. And I literally thought he was going to do it. And he put all of his strength. And he went, Ugh! <laughs> Man, some weird noises came out of that teen. I'll tell you what. Yeah, we were at a butcher shop for real. <laughs> he couldn't do it. And man, it got silent. It got awkward. 
man, I felt like leaving that retreat. <laughs> and Billy was like, well, let me try again. And they're like, no, Billy, don't do it, man. You're going to embarrass yourself. <laughs> well, he tried again. Got loose again. Knelt down. He said, one, two, three. <laughs> man, he got even weirder the second time. Well, then his pastor was watching. He said, Billy, Billy, try it again. By now, Billy was like defeated. He said, no, forget it. He said, no, 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 do it, do it, Billy. Do it. So he got up again. I'm like, man, something about, something funny is about to go down. Man, he got loose again. And man, I mean, he was sweating. He knew he was going to be the laughing stock of the teen group. He got up again, knelt down, and man, put all of his strength and one, two, three, and somehow he lifted it. Can you give Billy a round of applause? (laughs) But little did he know that in a big crowd, his pastor was in the back helping him lift it. You say, that's a really silly story. You know, the sad reality is there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians who are living their life like Billy. You're pushing. You're pushing your family. You're pushing your finances. You're trying to do it in your own wisdom. No wonder why you get tired. No wonder why we get weary. No wonder why we want to throw in the towel. No wonder why we doubt God. When all the meanwhile, the Holy Spirit, like that pastor, wants to help you. You can have God's power this morning. Life was never meant to live in your own strength. When you decide, God, I surrender to you, would you empower me? The moment that you say, God, I need you, is when his strength is made perfect. David was desperate for God's power. Ladies and gentlemen, we need God's power. Maybe in 2019 you were doing it on your own. Maybe you've been doing it on your own for a while. Stop living that way. It never was designed to be lived that way. But lastly this morning, David was desperate for God's presence. Would you look at it? O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land to see thy power and thy glory. Everyone say glory. 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 Here you go. David did not just want God's power. He said, God, I want your power, but I want your glory. In other words, what David was saying, Christian, is I want you, God. In other words, what David was saying, Janice, is God, I want to spend time with you. God, I, I want to have fellowship with you. You see, When David penned this psalm, he wasn't asking God for his blessings. He wasn't asking God for anything but God and God alone. David wanted to be heard from God, and David longed to hear from God. David wanted to have fellowship with God. When you read the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms really, and let me encourage you to read it. I just started today for my devotions. But the book of Psalms is a diary. And this diary, it really is about what's going on in David's life. And when you read about David's life in the book of Psalms, man, he was an emotional roller coaster. Talk about a guy who was up and down. This guy was a mess. But it was oftentimes he would find peace. 
when he would spend time with God. When you read the book of Psalms, you find how hungry he was. In fact, he said that his hunger for, for God was like a deer for water. He said, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. When shall I come and appear before God? You see, David had one pursuit on his heart. It wasn't to be a great leader. It wasn't to be a rich man. It wasn't to be a respected man. It wasn't even to be a good husband. But this is what he said. One thing, one thing, have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. Watch this. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. David was having a conversation with God, and God said, hey, David, seek my face. And this is what David's response was. Dave, Lord said, he said, Dave, uh, he said, God, thy face, Lord, will I seek. When you jump a couple verses down on Psalm 63, David says this, my soul followeth hard after thee. And ladies and gentlemen, God's greatest desire for you is to have fellowship with him. You realize this, this morning, that when Jesus came to this earth, he came, yes, not only to provide a means for salvation, so that way you could have an eternity in heaven. And let me just pause right here. If you're sitting here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, hey, Jesus says today is the day of salvation. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Look, there's no amount of good that you and I can do that can ever be good enough to get us into heaven. But I'm so thankful that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love the verse, but God commendeth his love towards us while we were yet sinners. And I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty big sinner. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if you don't know Jesus Christ this morning, you could leave here knowing him. But look what he says. He said, realize this, Jesus did not just come so you could have a means for salvation. And yes, it's awesome we could have fire insurance, amen. But Jesus came 2,000 years ago. He looked at the broken world that was headed for destruction because of sin. But he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die on the cross so that a broken relationship between God and man could be restored. And because Jesus Christ came to this earth for you, sir, for you, man, for me, we can have fellowship with God. Watch this. Isn't it amazing that the God of the heavens, the God that created this world, the God that spoke this world into existence, the God that spoke the world, the sun, the moon, the stars, and the universe, and all that contains, the God that we read about in Scripture, hey, the God that loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, down on the cross for you, the God that's omnipotent, the God that's omniscient, the God that's all-knowing, hey, the God that's in control, the God that literally designed man and humanity by just breathing into dust, that God that needs nobody who's self-sufficient, that God desires he longs to have fellowship with you. Wow. The God that needs nobody, the God that doesn't need you, the God that doesn't need your lips, your abilities, he longs. He sent Jesus so that you and I can have fellowship with him. I don't know about you. I'm a mess. You wouldn't want to spend time with me. 
Oh, but God loves you so much that he sent Jesus so you can have fellowship with him. Think about this. He's given you his word. This is the means in which he speaks to you. Look, everything that you need for your life is in this book. It's not just any, other, any ordinary book that you find on the shelf. This is God's word. You discouraged this morning? God has something for you in his word. Hey, you need wisdom for 2020? God has something for you in his word. Hey, you want to know how to guide your family and your teens and your children? God has something for you in your word, his word. Hey, are you lonely this morning? Are you depressed? God has something for you in his word. Hey, do you need a rock? Do you need salvation? Do you need help? God has something for you in his word. Do you want to make an impact? You want to know how to do it? God has something for you in his word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God that we may be thoroughly furnished unto good works. Look, everything that you need for life is in this book. I love the acrostic someone once get, said. Bible means basic instructions before leaving earth. Look, we're going to leave this earth soon. And you're going to go to an awesome place called heaven. But until then, here's your guide. You know what this is? Raise your hand if you've ever gotten a love letter before. Nobody? Oh, my. We need revival. Raise your hand if you've ever gotten a love letter before. Raise your hand if you've ever written a love letter before. Amen. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. This is God's love letter to you. Wow. God loves you. He has something for you. When was the last time that you and I spent time in this book and he spake to you? You may be seated here this morning thinking, man, Joe, I've grown up in church. I know the word of God. I can answer all your questions. There's such a big difference between knowing the word of God and knowing the God of the word. When was the last time you opened up this book and he gave you a word? This morning he's ready to speak to you again. Hey, you don't have to look online or some self-help book or listen to Dr. Phil or Oprah or whatever it is that you go to for encouragement. It's all right here. He has given us his word. How about this? He's given us the privilege of prayer. That's the means in which we communicate to God. Did you know that God says that your prayer, when you speak to him, when you bring your burdens, when you ask him to guide you, God says it's a sweet savor unto his ear. Anyone here like Starbucks? Raise your hand if you like Starbucks. Raise your hand if you like uh, McDonald's coffee. Ew. <laughs> you know what that is? Jonathan, that's coffee. Or no, 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 no. It's, it's not coffee. It's dirt with water. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't throw me out. Uh, my girlfriend, she's here and here with me morning, this morning. Uh, she works at Starbucks. And uh, once in a while, after she works from Starbucks, I spend some time with her. Well, after she's worked eight hours, she smells good. <laughs> and let me tell you something, Sarah, it ain't that Versace perfume. <laughs> it ain't that Gucci blue. You know what it is? It's the aroma of coffee. And man, I can't stop sniffing. No, that sounds bad. <laughs> it's a sweet savor. It smells so good. I'm attracted to it. For those that don't know, I love cologne. 
And I don't wear cologne for me. I wear it so other, everybody else knows I'm in the room. <laughs> Thank you, yes. I'm wearing Tom Ford right now, ombre leather. <laughs> if you want to get around me, it smells good. And now that I'm smelling, now that I'm sweating, it's smelling really, really good. Can you smell it? No. But it's a sweet savor. God says when you pray to him, when you bring your burdens, when you bring those things that you can't bring to anybody else, God gets excited. God gets drawn. He says, finally, I'm ready to hear your voice. Hey, I'm attracted to your humility. I'm attracted to when you bring your burdens to me. Hey, I'm attracted to when you want to bring your needs. Isn't this amazing that you could bring your, you, you could bring your needs, you could bring your burdens, you could even bring your wants. And God says, hey, it's a sweet savor unto my ear. In 2020, you know what we need more of, Janice? We need more prayer warriors. Isaac, we need a, we need a, a generation of believers that will get a hold of God and say, God, we're going to take on this, uh, this privilege called prayer. Look, uh, look, look, church, prayer is not the, uh, the spare tire that we go to when something goes wrong in our life. Prayer is the steering wheel that guides us and directs us. He's given us prayer. So question for us this morning, are you desperate? Are you desperate for his power? We need it. We need it in 2020. We need his presence. We need some people that will literally be in love with God and nothing else. And maybe this morning you're maybe not where you're supposed to be. That's okay. That's why we're in church. Ask God, God, would you make me desperate again? But I want to end with this. Desperate people do desperate things. Let's say that together. Desperate people do desperate things. Look what he says. Psalm 63. Look at verse 5. My soul shall be satisfied. But look at verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee. God, I need your power. I don't want to do this any longer in my own strength. God, I'm tired of not hearing anything from you. And because, God, I want you so bad, because I'm desperate for you, I am going to pursue you. Look, church, a desire can only take you so far. Until you do something about that desire to have God's power and presence in your life, you'll still be the same man and woman. I love food. Anybody else love food? Oh, come on. We're gonna, one of my favorite places to go is In-N-Out. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Let me tell you, if it's not In-N-Out, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I don't want to go to McDonald's and eat, and eat cardboard. <laughs> I don't want to go to Carl's Jr. where the mascot is a star. That's weird. I don't want to go to the habit because it's a bad habit. <laughs> I don't want to go to Five Guys because their burgers are too expensive and they're not even that good. Well, let me tell you something about In-N-Out. I always get the number two. Double, double. Now, for those that don't know me, I love onions. Any onion people in here? Come on. I'm going to tell Pastor the next fellowship we have, we're catering in onion rings. Can I get a witness? Number two, animal style. But look, I love onions so much, I say add a whole grilled onion to it as well. 
And you know what? Those fries, I don't want them basic. Make them animal style. <laughs> but then to wash it down, I got to have a Coke. And I love my lemon with my Coke, amen? <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting in and out right now. Anybody want to go with me? Come on, let's go. <laughs> we want to take over. New life, take over at in and out But look, that desire won't go. Marlon, that desire is not going to get me anywhere until I get into the car, drive over to the Palmdale, get behind the register and say, I want number two, animal style fries, animal style burger with a whole grilled onion with a Coke and a lemon. That desire will get me nowhere. Look, let's start getting desperate for God, guys. Let's start getting desperate for his power. Let's, get start, let's start getting desperate for his presence. But then start seeking after it. David said, look at, look at Psalm 63 again, and we're almost done. He said, early will I seek thee. Look, church, God is inviting you this morning. God says you could have his power. God says you could have his presence. But seek after me. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I love the promise in James that if we draw nigh to God, check it out, he'll draw nigh to us. God says that, hey, those that diligently seek him, they shall be rewarded. Hey, you know what God says? That if you search for him with all of your heart, in other words, hey, if you want his power, if you want his presence in 2020, God says when you want it with all your heart, you know what, son, you know what, daughter, you're going to have it. Can I encourage you this morning? Man, start praying. Get in this book. Start seeking after his face. Would you look at the last part and we'll be done. Psalm 63. David says this. I want you to underline this. To see thy power and thy glory. I love this. So as I have seen thee. Let me read that again. So as I have seen thee. This is what David is saying. God, I need your power. I need to have fellowship with you, God. And God, I'm going to go seek after it, God. And I'm not going to let it go until you give it to me. Why? So as I have seen thee. I want you to catch this because it's important. What David was literally saying, God, I've experienced you in the past. God, when I was weak, you gave me strength. I remember that moment. God, I remember when I was in the wilderness and I had nobody to talk to, but I sought your face and God, you showed up. I remember that night. God, I remember the moments when I wanted to throw in the towel and King Saul was chasing after me. God, I wanted to end my life, but God, I cried out to you and you gave me your power. I remember that. I've seen and tasted that you are good. God, you're my God. I know you. I've experienced you. God, I know what it is to have your power and to have sweet fellowship with you, God. And I am not content to live without it. So as I've seen thee in the sanctuary, here you go. 
I want you to realize, I, I want you to, to write this down. Become dissatisfied with where you are with God. Let me say that again. Become dissatisfied with where you are with God. Want him more. Maybe it's been a long time since you lived in his power. Don't be content going into 2020 without it. Become dissatisfied. Hey, maybe you're sitting here this morning and man, you have these things. You have God's power in your life. You, got, you, you have God's presence in your life. Can I encourage you? Get dissatisfied. Desire God to do some greater things in your life this year. Hey, maybe if you've been a Christian for a long time and maybe you've become like the prodigal son or daughter, it's been a while. Can I say, somebody, can I say this to somebody today? God misses you. He misses you. He lets you wake up and come here this morning to remind you that he misses you. Become dissatisfied where you are. Start seeking his face again. Hey, maybe you're a brand new believer. You're figuring it out. Man, you're excited. You're doing discipleship. You got baptized. Get dissatisfied where you are with God. Want him more. Are you desperate for God? Look, and I'll be done. If you and I don't have God's power and God's presence in 2020, it's not God's fault. It's mine. It's, it's yours. But God is ready. He's far from done. He still wants to work. Seek after him. Are you desperate for God this morning? Thanks again for listening. If you would like to learn more about our church or how to get connected, check us out online at findnewlife.church or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the handle Find New Life. Have an amazing day.